Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. Forgive us, listeners, for we have sinned. It has been over two months since our last episode. New Year, new us. Got a little bit distracted just in the run-up to Christmas, didn't we, Jay? No sooner did we release our last episode, and then all of a sudden we were told about 150 brand new sets due to be released in the first um, the first of January, some of which were released on the 1st of January, and some of which are still held up on the docks. And uh, then we had lots of COVID cases in Victoria. Uh, Omicron has taken the world by storm. And we've been to a real-life Lego event here in Melbourne. Oh, Brickvention. What a great time. It was fantastic to actually see these people that we'd not seen for the better part of two years in real life, Mm -hmm. um, actually in a large space. And it was a larger space than we're accustomed to. Um, Virtually everyone was masked up and... It was just fantastic seeing what people had created. But yeah, it was it was it was very interesting. It was very odd to be back. I think I've been avoiding crowds for you know obvious reasons. But it was nice to be back. It was nice to be in a physical convention. The last physical convention was um, right before the pandemic hit twenty twenty. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been a long two years in between. But it was good to see mocks and good to see displays up close um and in person i i I think there's 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 nothing else like it um and yeah it was it was it was it was nice hectic as always but uh i think considering that you know australia got hit by pretty much the biggest wave of covid since the start of the pandemic um the organizers did really well to put on a great show they did between you know we have masks mandated at a at a state level but also it was something that the organizers were very conscious of they were very conscious about spacing out exhibits so that you weren't sitting on top of your neighbor as it were and they're also very cautious about limiting the number of people attending each session but i think also a lot of the public are also just remaining covid cautious yeah and you you can't you can't really blame them like um you know we have we have uh we've we've had to deal with bigger problems like not having bread and meat and toilet paper on the shelves again so i think all things considered you know it's it's, we're really lucky that it went ahead as an event and i think it's Mm. a it's a great it's a great example of a covid safe well-run lego fan convention and you know, I think other mm. organizers around the country could could do well to learn from yeah from from some of the successes that uh, the Brickvention team have um, you know achieved over the weekend. Open disclosure: we did take part in a fan media panel at the event on the convention day, and it was interesting to hear some of the questions that people um, had as much about our thoughts about directions that the Lego group may be heading rather than necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. So what's it like running a Lego blog to which the answer is harder than you'd imagine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, special, special thanks to uh, Tim from new elementary, uh, Andrew from cheap uh, brick banter, formerly known as cheap jokes. And also Greg from for the love of brick podcast who moderated the panel. And of course the brickvention organizers for having us and putting up with our, you know, diva requests. Was there any model there that was a particular highlight for you, Jay, that you may have described as being one of the greatest of all time? Oh, oh, um, the big goat, uh, look, the big goat was, um, was an easy one. Obviously, it was very well done by um, I think Stephen Stephen Ste- Froden Stephen Froden Stephen yeah yeah um, from the Brickman team. That was that was great. Very popular amongst uh, most of the Lego nerds. But um, 
Full disclosure, I'm still going through my photos. I have, I think, 1,800 photos to um, edit. So it's been been procrastinating and it's taken a lot longer than expected. But I think my fav- my, some of my favorite builds were, I really liked the, um, I think the mock is called the Great Unclean One. Uh, yes, the Unclean One, which was yes. a Warhammer. It's a Warhammer, yeah. That was fantastic. Yes. That that was, that was my favorite. A bit gory, but um, and 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 it it wasn't the the biggest, um, you know, display or mock on on show. But I really liked how, um, just how well, um, the great unclean one was brought to life with his you know oozing guts and yeah, it was great. Loved it. My my, my compliments to Sam Sam McKnight for a spectacular build. Really enjoyed it. One of my favorites for sure. I was going to say he's done a couple over the years, but I've never actually I've never actually seen him there. It's like he just drops his model off and then goes off and and doesn't turn up for the rest of the weekend. So, yeah, I'm looking great. forward to catching up with him some year. Should uh I should I should I should I should look up his uh his Flickr, but definitely a rising star and uh, a rising talent that we should, you know, keep an eye out for because, you know, who knows what achievements he might um, go on to do in mm. his career um i'm a big aquanauts tragic as well so yes. the big aquanauts display was um was very pleasing it was very pleasing yeah it just it just hit all the right buttons for for an aquanauts display to incorporate a few <laughs> little contemporary coral bits just for that little bit of eye burning eye burning color but it, it otherwise just felt just like an Aquanauts. It just had that vibe, didn't it? It just looked right. Yeah. Um, and I think top three for me as well would be um, Dale's um, massive castle. Um, yes. So that's Dale Harris, Harris Bricks from Bendigo. Um, he did a Black Falcon's castle with a forestman secret lair underground through a network of mines. And that that's... Great, and if you go to harrisbricks.com, you can find um, his document, his process, his build progress during the year on that, on his website. And uh, it's just been, it was even more amazing to see in real life than um, than the photos had previously, his photos had previously um, led us to believe. Mm. Yeah, no, that was certainly certainly one of my favourites there. And what, and what were yours? I... Really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed. Um, it was a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lair. Oh yes, yep. And I think that was by um, Brickshelf. Brickshelf, the Brickshelf on Instagram. Um, it just had all those necessary TMNT references, including Donatello um, passing passing a hundred dollar bill between the greats um to get a pizza from the passing delivery man um it was that i was impressed by a couple of trucks that were jack stone scale i think i was more impressed at the fact that jack stone was actually seen driving some believable vehicles and i was um then Martin and Lisa Scrag had these two great models. One was a giant Donkey Kong um, with barrels rolling down and Mario was jumping in response to a Mindstorm sensor. And then they also had this giant Ferris wheel with a fantastic synchronised light show. And they were both absolutely brilliant, engaging colour and movement models. There were lots of others that were fantastic. There was an amazing great ball contraption as always, but perhaps not as sprawling as it has been in previous years. But it's taller. It's the tallest, uh, I think, GBC in the world, I think. Yes, so I think uh, 4.2 metres was Mm -hmm. the height of one of the modules, and that was from the top of... That was from the base of the module, not from... Um, the ground when it was sitting on a table. I feel. I feel like the train layout was a lot larger than normal, or it could, so, or, it, or it could be because there was. Um, it's just in a different space. I don't know. 
Oh, look, I think I think it was a lot larger than usual, and then we ha there were two main train layouts. Uh, well, in the train hall, and then there were another two or three train layouts throughout the rest of the yep. <clears throat> throughout the rest of the building, um, including a fantastic twelve volt display being run by Garth, which um, he was looking the part dressed up as a nineteen eighties um, minifigure engineer, but he had. I had about a dozen 12-volt trains running around um, various sets from the 80s and 70s, 80s, and 90s. They had, um, they, uh, they, they, they had a, I think the train builders definitely had a productive lockdown, that's for sure. They, they certainly did. And um, there, so there are two, two groups of train builders, train layouts, and they both had, had great, great layouts running. Um, and then we also had a had a large collection of Lego Masters, as well as sort of free time models created by uh, members of the Brickman's build team. Hmm. And that's where the goat came in. That's a great. That's a great goat. <clears throat> Have you seen the price of goats lately? No. How much are goats going for on Bricklink now? Uh, I think they've. I think they've crossed the uh, hundred Australian dollar mark already. It's it's creeping it's creeping up to the hundred USD mark, um, but I I can't for the life of me force my Brickling to display currency in USD. But it's getting there. It's pretty impressive. Some guy has ninety. Some some guy in uh, Germany has ninety one for sale. So he did very well for himself, didn't he? Yes, that's a lot of goats. Okay, so um, we'll. Just, just looking here, and and I refuse to look at current items for sale. I look at the last six months sales and new goats. Um, the average oh, price is one hundred and nine Australian dollars, um, but of one hundred and seventeen for sale oh, that were sold. There are one hundred and fifty four new goats up for sale at the moment for anything between um, seventy nine, seventy one Australian, and two hundred and forty two sixty four. Look, it's, tell them, it's, it's, tell them it's, they're dreaming. If I'm uh if if and I'm not saying I am, if I'm sitting on a large herd of goats, it would be a good time to sell. This would be the top of the goat market because I I Rumor has it we, that there's gonna be a Lego farm in the second half of the year. Do we do rumors? Is that what we do? Well, I I've I'm only hearing I have I've not read it from reliable from reliable sources. Um if you look at the clock, it's been ten years since the last solid Lego City farm theme mm -hmm. i'm just saying that we're due to get a re-injection of animals the only animal we've been getting in reliable basis in recent years has been the pig mm. and dogs multiple different types of dogs pigs are, great. pigs are great but i i can see the appeal of a goat but i don't i don't i don't necessarily want this goat back it's too iconic like we we, we might get a new mold but this this like I, I, I would not like to, I would not like to see a, um, a carbon copy goat. I would like a new, better goat, in black. Yeah, look, a farm would be nice. I, unfortunately, I made I made the mistake of investing in pigs instead of goats. If not, I would have, you know, I would be a very rich man now if I had invested in goats instead of pigs. Well, yes. Um, were they ever really available in on bits and pieces, bricks and pieces? Was that a thing back in twenty eleven? Uh, not really. I mean, but it 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 wasn't hard to it wasn't hard to get them on Brickling. That's for sure. Mm. I still like just for fun. I still like to go back to an old Brickling order from like twenty fourteen, where I bought like seven goats for like I think six or seven dollars a piece. And I just enjoy just going back there, just thinking of the uh, before times. Whereas I really wanted some other parts in that set, so, so I bought <laughs> so I bought several copies of the Mill Village Raid. An excellent set. It had a great horse. It did have a great horse. Yeah. I think I was actually after the windmill blades, and I wasn't patient enough for Bricklink to work. <laughs> and I never used them. Those were yeah. I think I think I still have mine. It's not sealed, but it's still in the bags. It's somewhere. I haven't built mine yet, so uh, I've built one and part of the the other others have gone into 
uh, more general general parts availability and uh, I still have some goats mint in there in a plastic bag. That's good. Good. I would uh I would keep them because at the rate they're going, they're probably going to be a thousand bucks in the next ten years. I feel that there are more productive things for us to talk about, Jay, than rampant goat speculation. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Enough goat talk. It's Jan. It's 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 January. It's uh you know New Year, new bunch of set releases. Have you bought anything in the last? I would say two weeks. Have you bought anything this year? Yes. So sets that I have bought this year include a second copy of the Ice Festival. Very good. Because I needed some icy parts to use for a mock that I was working on. And the Friends 10th Anniversary Treehouse. Ooh, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on that one yeah it looks it looks really good um i'll i'll have to admit i was amused and fully sympathetic with michael from bricking around's recent editorial where which i'll um we'll link the show notes. I'll, I'll, I'll 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 paraphrase where on earth are my golden mini dolls um so yes yeah, so the friendship treehouse and that is set 41703. Um, I also picked up the Encarto house, um, I think as much because I was looking for an excuse to get the Tiger gift with Chinese New Year gift with purchase, which was a really cute little tiger. Um, and yes, yeah, so I picked up the Madrigal house and needed to pick up another small set and it may have been a small frozen book type of set but i can't recall it's still in the car <laughs> <laughs> because i really just wanted the um, gift with purchase um but yeah the madrigal house looks really exciting and colorful i'm looking forward to that um and the tree house looks great as a friends perhaps we can talk about the friends 10th anniversary at some point I would love to see a massive dolphin cruiser revisited. This was one of the iconic dolphin um, friends sort of leisure craft release of probably the third drop back in 2013. And it's a cruise ship. It was a cruise ship, but it only, it only carried four people. Um, but I would, I would love to see that done as a UCS style set with, um, powered like up hel- functions like a he- like a heli carrier uh no i'd just like to see it as a as a motorized as a motorized vehicle to drive around drive around the house look i would i would i wouldn't say no to a um a hot lake city aircraft carrier you know to you know assume, assuming they need a defense force or a navy actually the the ideal irony set would be the Heart Lake City Police Station or Fire Department. Mm. Just saying. I, I I'd buy one, so you know I buy most friend sets, so I'd buy one. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's they're 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 the current sets that I've bought, and I also um, tapped into some nostalgic sets at Brickvention, um, particularly um, you went hard on the some options. old space. Oh, I'd forgotten I went hard on the auctions. I picked up a research institute for for a very acceptable price um, from the Lego Ideas range, but also a Lego Studios set, which was essentially a cameraman um, with his movie camera. And I'm content with what I paid for that. Sealed as well. Sealed. Know. Mint in box, Sealed. some shelfware. Um. And otherwise, I picked up some um, Blacktron 2 and some Space Police. Can never as have you, enough of those. As you do. What about yourself, Jay? Have you picked up any sets this year? Uh, I've been I've been going slow, slower than usual. Um, I picked up the I picked up the Creator Tiger. Um, that is a brilliant set. I mean, I, 
the only reason I haven't bought it is that the Lego group were very kind to send one to me and perhaps we should talk about that one without focusing on its on the thing that everyone else talks about yep um, well, yeah fortunately it's it's uh, it's got the moniker butthole tiger but um, yeah excited to put that one together um, once I get my life together um, I just put an order in for the Lego City Hospital, so I'm looking forward to you know getting that one up and running. Um, and yep. what else have I? What else have I bought? Um, to qualify for the Year of the Tiger, um, I actually bought a 2021 set, uh, which I'm looking forward to getting to when I have time. But uh, bought a Minecraft set. Um, never bought. Mine, Lego Minecraft before, but I bought the um, I think it's a it's called a pig house. Oh yes, it's the place to get it's the place to get two by four bricks Minecraft. Ah yeah, yeah I don't know it's 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 a large like pig structure and that caught my eye and it looks kind of fun so I just picked it up for fun. It was on the list. Fantastic. Um and yeah I think that's it. I bought oh and the stunts chicken suit guy. Ah, oh, I've been meaning to pick him up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, I think I even saw it on the shelves, and I just walked past it. I don't know why I did that. Mm. Um, one of the things that I found interesting: the gift with purchase through Lego dot com of the Year of the Tiger set. That's um, one hundred and sixty nine Australian dollars, or eighty eight US euro or pounds. Um, but when we go in store, it is only eighty eight. There's a buy and purchase of eighty eight dollars at either the certified stores or any of the other retailers that mm-hmm. might have it, which include a number of department stores um, and a few other independent toy shops around. Um, however, there is the the slightly disappointing thing that they real those real life shops locally really just haven't had much in the way of new stock on the shelves. No, no, I think. Look, I think I think like like most other places in the world, everyone's still kind of reeling from uh, Omicron, slow supply chains, and just stock has been slow. Like I've been waiting for the Ahsoka Tano brickheads. Um, that's the only thing I want. I know a lot of people have been waiting for the Hoff Battle Pack or the Clone Trooper minifigure mm. packs, which uh, I think still have not been spotted out um outside of Europe. So mm-hmm. who knows? Sun sunflowers are still nowhere to be seen. Um, lion dance guy brickheads is still missing in action. It's 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 very patchy. Stock is very patchy. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's um, that's a very fair statement. Although brick brickheads are now only seen in. Um, Lego branded stores officially they're not in Australia at any rate they're not available in general retail hmm. um, but yes the lion dance brickhead doesn't even seem to feature on um, the Lunar New Year set mm-hmm. although the Monkey Kick Galactic Explorer which does qualify you for your gift with purchase at $169 rather nicely does there you go Jay had the opportunity to put together. Yeah, put I've, I've, I built a fair few things over the holidays. Um, I think the most exciting one would probably be the boutique hotel modular. I think that's that's the one that yep. everyone goes. All right, first of Jan, new modular. Um, I want to get it, and yeah, it was it, it was a delight. I think it's one of I I I think it's 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 a very strong contender for one of the best designed and, you know, certainly the most unique modulars that, that you, um, Lego have ever produced. And yep. um, I think general consensus is that people are very happy with it. Yes. It's got, um, I don't think it had even been announced when we did our last podcast, had it? No. So it's, um, it's built on a corner block. It's got a small art gallery with a hotel on, on the ground level with a hotel then occupying some upper levels. It's got some interesting angles in the walls. It has lots of 
they've sort of used the the nougat sort of the pinky nougat color um for a lot of the um sort of the main tower but also some of the brickwork of the hotel and the last time we saw this much crazy nougat work was would probably have been the roses in the flower bouquet 12 months ago and it turns out these sets share a designer in anderson grubb hmm. so i think this is how we now pick pick one of uh, any of his sets around the place if, if mm-hmm. it's got conspicuous use of, of that nougat color um or as it used to be referred to on bricklink flesh um flesh. then it's um yeah that 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 might i'm wondering if that might be as much a sign that he's designed the set as much as having gratuitous frog placement is a sign that nick vass might have had something <laughs> to do with it Look, I think um, I think it's a I, I I really appreciated the colors. Um, you know, it's a very unique but very aesthetically pleasing use of um, yeah some some fan favorite colors like sand green for the roof, um, but yeah, also the the the, the nougat just really you know brings it brings it to life and it r- really makes it pop um, and. Yeah, the angle is great. I think it's it's also designed to be um, expanded on. I've seen some really cool photos on um, on Instagram and Facebook of people buying two or three, and you know, either going sideways or going um, vertically and adding more floors to the boutique hotel. So I think I think I think fantastic. It's cool. I re- I remember seeing probably the first time I ever went to a public convention as as a adult taking the kids along um the grand emporium cafe no cafe corner had only just become available um so i think there were there was cafe corner and there was the green grocer there were about eight copies of cafe corner on the train layout one of them had been put together backwards several of them had just been stacked one on top of the other so that it was just ludicrously tall um and then someone sort of built built them so that they were sort of side by side rather than on a corner. So it was really interesting just seeing the multiple different ways that people might approach them. Eight cafe um, corners, that's like 32,000 Australian dollars. They're no longer meant in box. Well, I mean, you you could, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, if anyone's selling a mint in box cafe corner, please drop me an email because I'm in the market for one. This is a serious statement. Jay is in the market for a yeah. cafe corner. I might buy a used one as well. I'm not. I'm not fussy, but I am. I, I'm looking to. Yeah, I, I'm. A, I'm a. I'm a, a. A novice modular builder, so I'm looking to you know complete the collection because I'm a tragic. One of those tragic completionists. So I need. I need the whole set now. So woe is me. I was just casually looking at the VIP center on Lego.com. And they still have coins available. Oh, really? That bodes they well do. for me if they if they open up, um, because I would love more coin coins. Yeah, I uh, don't think you'll be able to get another coin coin except on the open market. Oh yeah. Um, but oh, they're still so expensive. Why? Last year on the VIP Center, we had a series of collectible coins available: Castle, Space, Octan, and Pirates, as well as a coin coin um these were redeemable in return for 1150 vip points in australia um to then be added to your next vip to your next lego.com order now muggins here i bought a couple of the coins but failed to redeem them within the six week time period and so they expired however i still can't regain these coins from lego.com so that's a bit disappointing but what i can tell you is that today I can see that the Octan coin and the Pirates coin is still available. Mm, as is the coin case. If you want to spend 700 points on a couple of flimsy pieces of plastic. Not worth it. Have you put any other sets? I'm just trying to remember what else I've seen you review lately, Jay. And hmm. uh, did, the, did the Lovebirds, the Valentine Lovebirds, which is this year's um you know kind of introduces introduces us to this year's seasonal uh 
set builds which are which seem to be animals that are in love with one another and um yeah the the the, the build experience is meant to be a uh, a shared one so you're meant to build one animal and uh, your partner or you know your your mom dad friend significant other could could also join in and build uh, with you which is which i think is a lot of fun um that's yeah that that's quite nice um it's always nice to see um you know n- now with the array of elements and parts uh, available you know lego designers really taking on um these organic animal shapes and doing Absolutely. a really 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 good job with them like i i took a photo of um the lego ideas um robin uh the robin from the lego ideas bird set i put it next to a brickheads um bird and this latest bird and yeah they they, they all look pretty it's a it's, it's nice to see how far um lego design has has come um and just how much you know lego designs have really embraced taking on organic shapes like the tiger mm. yeah perhaps um we can talk about the tiger because i think that i had the pleasure of putting that together well about a month or so ago now yeah. and so this is the majestic tiger it's a creator three-in-one set and as well as the tiger you have the opportunity to build a koi fish and a red panda neither of which i have um had the courtesy to pull the tiger apart to rebuild because the tiger is just so awesome um it was probably about a two or three hour build all up, but it has such a high level of detail. The stripes on the tiger are brick built using inverse slopes in conjunction with not, not inverse slopes. They were like inverse curved slopes and inverse curved slopes slotting together in each other. And so you'd have these plate built, stripes which was just amazing um with just one printed wedge that went at the end of the stripes um the head itself is incredibly expressive the eyes are not just a tile but they are piercing they they involve handles being stuck through studs with holes in and then fixed in place with other snot elements they're just each eye is like seven elements carefully aligned um each limb is poseable the front limbs have the option to have the knees flexed um the body itself articulates at the neck and sort of halfway down the abdomen when you look inside it you've got different colored bricks representing the different organs inside the lion as well the tiger as well rather and then to cap it all off it's got a butthole (laughs) that's all i'm going to say about that but the um level of detail in this model is fantastic I'm 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 just going to say it's in my top ten models, top ten sets that I have ever built. Um, I'm now at the stage where I think I've probably built a lot of sets. Um, I probably prefer a set that I can knock over in an afternoon rather than one that takes two or three days to build anyway. But um, it's in the company of such sets as the Lego Ideas Treehouse, the and the Ideas. Uh, Saturn V rocket. There are others in the top 10, but they, they're far less fixed. Wow. Um, but yeah, I would just say if you buy one Lego set this year, buy that set, buy the Majestic Tiger. Amazing. Um, and I've, yeah, I'll just say that it is the most spectacular creator build that I've ever put together. That is high praise, and that's exactly why um, I bought one. Read your review; you've convinced me, and I'm like, "All right, I need to, yeah, I need, I need, I need to get this." So, looking forward to, yeah, to to putting that one together. So, like Lego, I've done quite a few animals recently. To um, and they and they've uh, they've done a really good job 
um, with you know with the tiger last year we had a really big owl. What 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 animal would you like to see next? I think we're all hoping that we'll see a goat, aren't we, Jay? I can't afford a goat. <laughs> Look, last year there were a few others. There, like there was a teddy bear. You know, we also had those animals that featured in um, sort of the seasonal builds. There was a large teddy bear for Valentine's Day, rabbit for Easter, and ultimately a penguin for Christmas, which didn't quite strike me as. Uh, the the just didn't quite strike me as a traditional Christmas animal. Um, you don't, you don't, you don't think of uh, you don't automatically think of penguins when it um, when you think Christmas. No, no, probably because I generally think that if I'm seeing penguins at Christmas time, I'm probably in the wrong place. Tons of penguins in the North Pole where Santa lives. There are none there. That's <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> There are there 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 are very few penguins north of the equator. The closest yeah. thing to a penguin in the northern hemisphere is a puffin. There you go. <laughs> Slap a Santa hat on it, and yeah, it's it's, it's and, and it's Christmas. That's yeah. right. Um, okay, so what? But in all seriousness, what animal would I like to see? I would probably love to see a. Oh, I was going to say detailed poseable cat, but in real life, we've got one with the tiger. Um, I'd love to see how people perhaps adapt it and, you know, perhaps try and turn it into a tabby cat or something like that, or um, or a ginger. Um, otherwise, it would be great to see a serious attempt at a dog or even just trying to think of other companion animals that we've seen that we're due to see. I actually think, you know, the, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to run with it. I'd, I'd love to see a nice detailed dog build. I think um, that would be lovely. You know, we'll continue the Chinese Zodiac in due course, and we've got a few interesting animals coming up. Um, I got tired of not owning a sheep, so I've built a sheep using my, <laughs> using my random parts, and I can now see why. Um, perhaps that Melcatic who has designed all of the Chinese Zodiac animals to date actually wants to be able to have a second go at the sheep um, or the ram so that it can be done in that same cute kawaii style that all of the other animals have been done in. Yeah. Um, it was sort of the prototype for the Zodiac animals project and uh, as such there were a few changes that were introduced after that first after that first project that first edition so um yeah excited to see where that goes what about you jay any animals that you'd like to see introduced uh yes from the same um they're related so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick two i would love a massive octopus that you can just put on your table with tentacles kind of sticking out everywhere. It's the size of a large grey base plate and it's got tentacles going everywhere. Large eyes. I would love an octopus. A brick built, a giant brick built octopus. Um, if I can't get that, I would settle for a giant squid. You just want to, you're just, you're just having your Aquazone fantasies just um, re-embracing you there, I think, Jay. I'm a big cephalopod fan. They're very cool animals. They're very unique. And, and, and just like the tiger, I think shape-wise, it will be a great demonstration of technique, stability, and Lego design ingenuity. So if you're a Lego designer and they're taking suggestions of what animals to release as sets next, please consider an octopus or a giant squid. And I would actually rather see an octopus than a dog. Yeah, see, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> that would be so cool. Um, we've seen be, a few. It would be so irreverent to have a a, a pretty large, life sized octopus on your desk. You can like, and it it'll be useful. You can put mini figs on it. You could hang things on it. You know, especially, just just saying, just just saying, it'd be it'd be it'd it'd be quite cool. Especially if it were. Um... Especially if it were fully posable, mm. that would be, as they say in the young people talk, totes amazeballs. 
but yeah, octopus, Lego octopus. <clears throat> um, cool. Speaking of uh things that um oh before we go there, um, all right, just cut this part off. Um, do you do you want to talk edit, about Ninjago? Edit, edit. Yep. Sorry, think, do I, I want to talk about what? Uh, your Ninjago Max or Monkey Kid? Um. I was, I was going to suggest that we close off with the globe because we can probably talk about the globe. We can we can probably, you know. I can, well, why don't I guarantee that I won't have this podcast ready to go out before ten before 8 o'clock tomorrow evening? Done. Easy. Okay. How are we going so far? The 50-minute mark. Yeah. Um, minus 10 to 15 minutes. So the other, th- okay. So there are a couple of themes that I have been chipping my way through as well um, since... Christmas Jay, I've been having a look at some of the Super Mario sets. I've been having a look at the Ninjago and Monkey Kid. Now, perhaps we can talk about some of those on another day, but it is this weekend just gone by. It was the 11th birthday of Ninjago, and this year the current wave is not tied in directly to any um not tied into any particular story or current season or legacy but it's just focusing what they're calling the core material of ninjago which um really comes down to being mechs dragons various vehicles um and They've introduced a range of almost they're, they're, they're sort of like the Bionicle and can in as much as they're sort of buildable figures and a selection of elements that are designed to make that a little bit easier. And there are a few small dragons, Jay's Thunder Dragon and Kai's Fire Dragon, as well as Zane's Power Up Mech. Um, these all use this new system, particularly where there's the angled plate. Um, it's like two um, two by two angled plates joined, or two by two square plates joined um, at 135 degrees to each other. So they sort of feel a bit like a bent elbow. It kind of feels a little bit juniorized if you're a grown up trying to build a poseable mech, but at the same time, if you're six and you're trying to get your mech to stand up, you probably don't want to focus too hard on giving it bendable knees. You just want to make it look like it's walking. And yeah. so I've just put I've just put these ones together over the last couple of weeks, and as well as Lloyd's race car. And they also embrace this notion of EVO, which is sort of an evolutional evolutionary process with each build and it's tying into the ninjago theme of train get rewarded and progress um and so these models all have sort of two or three steps in them with different stages of development for both your ninja character as well as the vehicle with the final version of it tending to be a heavily armored gold plate gold armor plated version um over a much more defenseless and possibly wingless thing um they're certainly look this they're aimed at six plus and they certainly feel like that but they've got great swoosh ability they've got great zoom ability great march the mech across the room ability um i i think if you're looking for these to be a challenging teenager build you're going to be brutally disappointed mm-hmm. um, if you think that these sets are going to have great potential for creating mocks look I think there are some interesting elements in there they'll they'll um, provide perhaps perhaps more as a selection of parts that you'll hunt down but look if, if you're perhaps if you're in the business of setting up a a Ninjago board game or um, table tabletop game with with dragons and mechs um, I reckon these sets could work quite well from that point of view um, 
but they're also designed to be fairly easy to modify and for kids to be able to add their own twist to them. So I like them for what they are. Um, they're possibly not things that I'd go out of my way to get myself, but there are some other sets in that in that range that look like they're far more appealing to more mature builders, including the um, the Dojo and also Lloyd's Legendary Dragon, which mm. I haven't taken out of the box yet. So they're, they're on the to-do list coming up. Mm. Um, yeah. So they've, they've been, they're interesting. And I think, um, I think kids will love them. I think some adults will love them. And I think some adults will say, this is what went wrong with Lego back in the two early two thousands. Um, We'll find out how much they mean that. <laughs> That's all right. We're in 2022. We don't care what went wrong in the early 2000s. Well, indeed. Indeed, we don't. <laughs> cool. Yes, um, we do. But... Yeah, which is a nice segue to a set that I've been um, building, which we can now talk about. Um, and you, sh um, given that the official announcement and review embargo would have lifted by the time we published this podcast, but the Lego Ideas Globe here at last, we've been we've been waiting for this for a while. This set, um, it looks amazing, Jay. I've not had a chance to put it together. Um, I. I'll have to admit I'm probably unlikely to leap out and get it, but it certainly looks very impressive. I do like from what I've seen in the photos the way in which the um, countries are depicted on it. I like the way that the globe is sort of divided into sort of these time zones, but I've not really had a chance to put it together. And I think you might be in the middle of doing that. Mm -hmm. Or possibly uh, you've finished this by now. I hope so. <laughs> um look I... so you've 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 just about finished it what do you think of it um, you've just finished it look, sorry i beg your pardon it delivers exactly what it says on the box it is a pretty substantially sized lego globe you know one of those old school uh spinny globes that you would see on a you know geography teacher's um, desk or in a geography teacher's office. Um, or in does... just in a grade three classroom. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't live in a, you know, 16th century mansion and I don't have a, um, a drawing room or a, I don't know. I don't know what you call them, but yeah, it's, it does exactly what, um, is, you know, you, you want it to do. It is a, um, it's, it's, it's a very clever bit of Lego engineering um, mm -hmm. because as you know building spheres out of lego is a it's a tough one um you know it's for a um for for a system that is you know traditionally been about you know two by four bricks um you know building a perfect sphere isn't exactly the easiest thing to do so there's there's, there's actually quite a lot of um technique um technique involved to you know kind of build the the crust or the exterior of the globe but um yeah it's 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 quite it's a, it's a lot of fun i think if you're into i'm not sure if there's if um is it cartography cartography is map is is the maps? study of maps yep or yeah. drawing of maps what's what's the globe equivalent is there one i don't know a globe is a highly specialized form of map yeah, it's a treaty map. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think, look, if you like, um, there's not much to say about it. It's a globe. It's a Lego globe. Um, it spins really well on its. Um, um, I'm not sure what you're going to call it. A cradle, a bracket. Uh, I'd call it a stand. A stand. Yeah, there you go. Um, but it's it's a really really impressive. Um, demonstration of what can be done with Lego. It's um, you know if 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 you look at it because it's 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 meant to be life sized. Um, it's got a lot of display presence. I think it'll actually pair very well with the Lego typewriter, um, given that 
you know, globes are, you know, in, in the age of Google Maps or Google Earth, globes are a bit... They're a little bit passe, aren't they? I was, I was going to say outdated, but um, I don't know, like, you know, like antique globes look cool. And I think that the fact that you're building this completely out of Lego is um, impressive enough. And the, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's just very striking. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not going to win any points from any particular fandom or, um, you know, pop culture. Um, it's not going to, it's not going to win any pop culture points, but as a, as a Lego set, similar to like what they've done with the ideas typewriter, it's, Mm. it's, it's, it's a very strong and a very compelling exhibition of, you know, just what can be done with Lego. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just looking, it's, it's huge. Just, it's, it's about 40 centimeters high. The globe itself is about 25, 26 centimeters in diameter. That's huge. It's got over two and a half thousand pieces. It's the size of a fairly large watermelon. That's fairly large. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it is um, about the size or maybe slightly larger than a um, a an adult size basketball. I'm just trying to just trying to think of like what household objects can yeah can 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 you know accurately yeah can can give you a sense of scale so the 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 globe itself is quite large um and i actually found it very enjoyable putting the continents and land masses together Mm -hmm. um that that's always fun because you kind of build and you kind of finish the um the, the the crust in different um slices i would say can i call them slices yeah um, so yep. you, you're building these these different um, wedge shapes, and you know it's uh, the the base is dark blue, and then um, where there are land masses, you just put on, um, you just clip on like plates and tiles and um, and 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 all those pieces. So it's actually quite fun to kind of you know as you're building it um, to 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 recognize oh I'm building Hawaii or oh I'm building. Mm. Um, you know, um, the tip of Africa or um, I'm building, you know, continental United States. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's very fun. And, um, you also get these really cool printed, um, continent tile, uh, tiles, which have, um, the continent names and mm-hmm. also, um, oceans printed on them. And as a bonus, they are glow in the dark as well. So it's, uh, it looks good. With the lights Ooh. on, it looks great. With the lights off, wow, wow, that just sounds that sounds fantastic. I'm I'm reticent more just because I'm running out of display space in the house, and this sounds like it's a piece that you'd put together to display. Yeah. But it, from what you've shown me and um, what what I've seen of various images, it does look like a very impressive piece. Um, and and unlike a lot of like again going to draw parallels to the typewriter because the typewriter is an everyday object brought to life um by you know using lego bricks and it has um you know the functionality works in that the keys um Mm. you you can collect the keys and similarly with the globe as well, it's also meant to be quite tactile and to be played with. So um, it's, it's, it's actually very satisfying just spinning it around on its stand. And um, so I think it, it, it's, it, it exists in this weird space where, um, yes, it's an adult, um, it's an adult focus set um, in that, you know, the build is quite um, challenging. There's some really, really clever techniques um, used for the build and you know in some ways it can be quite repetitive as well which can be relaxing to some people but can be Mm. annoying to some others um but once you're done with it um and if you have kids it's a really great i i see this a really fun tool to you know get um you know younger children interested in geography or you know helping them pinpoint different countries or different continents or help yeah it's i think it's a really cool learning tool and if you're a geography teacher um, and you're teaching, you know, your students about 
different continents or different parts of the world, this is a really fun prop that's, you know, that's a bit unique from your usual standard issue globes that, you know, you might see on the market. Mm. It's also a very interesting and very useful template um, now that LEGO has a mass-produced, um, you know, spherical globe that you can just pick up on shelves. So mm. you can swap out the plates, uh, the dark blue plates that represent the oceans, and you can, you know, you could you could turn it into a big multicolored, um, you know, rainbow ball. You could, mm. you know, swap it and, you know, greeble it and turn it into a Death Star. You could rearrange the you could rearrange the land masses and continents to form, you know, a, um, a prehistoric earth or, you know, Pangea. Pan- oh, wow. Pangea. Yes, of course. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of fun things you can do with it. And, you know, the fact that it's a globe out of the box is, um, it's, you know, I think, I think we'll see a lot of fun stuff, um, by the more creative and, you know, yeah, the more creative parts of the community, because there's a lot that you can do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, Jay, you, you did hark on the topic of this being an everyday object, which was one of your themes for last year of the brick-built, one-to-one scaled everyday object. Mm-hmm. Any other objects that you'd imagine the Lego group might tackle as a design during the course of the year? Well, um, <laughs> don't know if ideas <clears throat> would, would do it, but um, I think it would be very funny, but a... <laughs> Just today, as we're recording it, a, a toilet passed 10,000 votes on Lego Ideas. So that would be quite fun, I think. One-to-one scale might be a little bit extreme, but I can see the appeal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, I, think, I, think, I think a toaster would be fun. You could, you could have a lot of fun with a toaster. A mix master. Oh, a mix master. There you go. Yep. Yeah. A um, cake mixer. That'd be fantastic. Now, I was just sort of thinking, at, as we're sort of talking about that, this is the 90th, we're now into the Lego Group's 90th birthday. Um, they've not announced specific celebrations for the company yet, but we know that it's likely to come up around the middle of the year. And we've seen a few interesting announcements in the last week as far as... Um, Lego Digital Designer having its official support dropped at the end of the month and replaced with Studio, but also the merging of the spare parts service bricks and pieces with the Pick-A-Brick platform online, um, which will bring together two ways of purchasing separate bricks that have up until now been um, very separate following different sets of rules. It almost feels like they're trying to tidy the house up before um, before the big party. I know when, when we had a big birthday in our house a few years ago, the place had never looked so tidy. There was a lot of tidying up. What else do they need to tidy up before they um, get to the end of the year, Jay? Uh, I don't know. Like, um, it's... It, it... It's a big, it's a big year. Um, I think we'll see a lot of anniversaries. I know, I know. Michael did, um, did did mention you know the lack of fanfare around Lego Friends, which um, I think is is very fair and very valid. But there's there's eleven months left in the year, so I think that you know we'd see a lot more of that as well. Um, outside of that, it's also ten years of Marvel, uh, mm. Marvel ten years of Lego DC, which is which is big, I think. Mm. Um, 10 years of Lego Minecraft as well. Um, we saw 15 years of modular buildings um, in the boutique hotel where it was just stuffed to the brim, uh, stuffed to the gills with, um, you know, nods and Easter eggs from, you know, modular buildings across the entire collection. So mm. I think we'll see, I think we'll see a lot more, you know, I think it'll be a big celebration year for Lego. Um, given so many anniversaries are you know are happening, so many so many themes are, have got their their ten year anniversary, and I'm just going to point out at this point that um, classic space only made it to eight year to nine years, um, or less depending on which country you were standing in. Um, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Although Classic Space may be making a resurgence with the new City Space City sets as well. Perhaps we'll talk about that in a few weeks' time when we've actually got the chance to get a closer look at some of those sets. Yeah, there you go. And look, um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun year. I think it's going to be a, a celebratory year um, mm. of of being a of being being a Lego fan. And yeah, I think it's gonna we're we're gonna have a lot to talk about this year. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be quite transformative. I think. Because we're not just looking back, we are also looking looking forward. Forward and yes, yeah, yeah. No, I quite agree. And perhaps on that note, we might call it an end to this episode. Um, this is season two, episode eight of the Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from the Rambling Brick, and I'm Jay from uh, Jay's Brick Blog, and these are the Extra Pieces. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.